0: hey guys welcome in it is brad with college sportscast got a special for you today as long as everybody shows up here um we are going to be doing our college game day pickems with a bracketologist Uh, bracket nky from x or twitter is going to be with us tonight and we are looking forward to that All right, guys, welcome in. It is Brad with
1: College Sportscast. I have John Hammonds on here with me. What's up, Hammonds? What's up, man? I got logged out of my email. I don't know what happened, man. Like, it just logged me out, and I can't yeah, get we it. we're running a second or two behind here, but we'll get it all in
0: order here in a minute. So uh, we are College Sportscast. This is our game day pick'em show that we do each week. Um, This is week 25 of season two for us. We do have a special guest with us tonight, and I'm going to get him on. He is here with us now. What's up, man? We got NKY Bracketology on here with us. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? John, Brad, nice to talk to you all. You can call me Hunter. What was that? You can call me Hunter. Hunter. Okay. Can yeah, you all hear me? Okay? I, uh, you was on, yeah, I can. It just cut out for just a second when you said your name. I don't know, I couldn't, I don't know. Everything else was fine. I just couldn't hear, I just couldn't <laughs> hear that for some reason. Uh, just for a split second, but you was on with us last year one time. Um, yeah. and uh, he is, he's come back, uh, this year, I believe, if I remember right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I joined you all, I think, right before the SEC tournament. And
1: Uh-oh. he's gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, we lost him for a second. <laughs> yeah, I guess he'll come come back
1: yeah, he'll come back. I guess back. he'll
0: come back here in a minute. But all right, so real quick, he's coming back in. Casper the ghost. <laughs>
2: My uh, you hey, logged me out. This is the first time I've used Chrome, so it's a little
0: different for me.
2: So it's all good now, right?
0: Okay, yeah. I was just saying you was on with us last year. I think it was in February. It might have been a little later in the in February. I can't yeah, remember I think it now. Was right
2: at the end of February, right before the uh, SEC tournament last year, yeah, I came on was, and uh, yeah. kind of previewed yeah. some of that. Stuff. Yeah,
1: because I wasn't on there. I I was doing some other things, and I wasn't on the show at the time. But right. yeah, um, I've still kept yeah. pretty good tabs on him, though, on Twitter. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, he's a friend. He's a friend of ours on Twitter. He does his own bracketology. He's in with a couple of other guys. So um, I want to welcome him to the show. I'll let you kind of um, tell us about yourself and tell us about all the stuff that you're doing. So I started
2: Bracketology last year, um, like formally on here. Um, I started, I'm on Twitter, um, Bracket NKY. Um, Also my website's nkybracketology.com. I started last year. um, It's kind of grown into, I have my own podcast now, um, the NKY Bracketology podcast. You can find us on Spotify and Apple. Um, I do, I focus mainly on Bracketology. I've brought um, Michael and Zach in. Um, just kind of as co-host of the bracketology. Um, Zach has his own model and then Michael handles like a lot of the bubble stuff. Um, so we're definitely growing. Um, it's great to join different podcasts and things like that and just talk some college basketball. If,
1: if I'm not mistaken, Michael goes by resumes, am I right? He so on his top twenty-five, he goes by resumes. Um I yeah, know and, and, and he has le- and he has some people that kind of Kind of, they get thrown off with what with what he's doing with his top twenty five, and yeah. So we
2: we do a weekly like top twenty five, and it's it's fun. Um, But are all three completely different? Um, Zach does like a prediction model, and then Michael has resumes, and then I do like an AP style. So we get a lot of fun banter back and forth.
0: Yeah, yeah, you guys are all three different the way you're going about it. You kind of have your own metrics and your own things that you're doing. So it's kind of fun to, uh, to see the difference with you guys each week. And yeah. uh, I'm always retweeting um, for you guys and, and the stuff that you do, especially on, I think it's Mondays when you put out the, uh, the new poll and stuff like that. Um, so I'm always doing that. And then you guys put out, of course, your bracketology um, throughout the week as well. Um, so it's great to have you back with us. And we normally do what's called our game day pick show here and I do have some picks um I thought we would kind of talk about bracketology, and then and we lost him again <laughs> I, think, I I think, thought we'd talk about bracket <laughs> and,
1: and then I thought we'd like dig into some picks I think it, I think he said it was had something to do with his chrome.
2: Okay. There we yeah. go. I
1: switched to Firefox just now. Sorry. I don't know. Chrome was
2: split, So I'm good now. I should be up and running the rest of the time. Sorry about that.
1: Okay, okay, that it's all right. I mean, heck, we all have issues. I have them sometimes too. So um, <laughs> yeah, I got to, I got to hit Brad in the head with a hammer sometimes. So <laughs> it's not easy running these things. John don't realize no. it, but. It's I have a different
2: appreciation for trying to run a podcast now that I've started. It is ours. not it's, easy, it's running it.
1: easy. I can tell you that. No, it's <laughs> not. so I guess what we need to do is just get into the, we was going, You was going to start it. I think Brad with the top seeds starting out and then go to the bubble talk. Is that what you want? To I do? am. I've got, a, I've got a little thing here. I thought we'd talk about bracketology
0: and then we'll kind of dig in at the end at some pick them games. But I tried to pick some games this week with, with you on. Um, where there might be a bubble team here and there. There's a couple of games that maybe not, but most of them, I think, are within bubble teams and stuff yeah. like that, are close to bubble teams. Um, Absolutely, so yeah, I thought we kind of hit that. But... Yeah. So uh, we'll start out tonight with your, of course, number one seeds. Um, okay. You know, right now, heading into the weekend here, this is February 9th. We are about a month away from uh, conference tournaments, something like that. Um, so, you know, right tournament. now, what what are your number one seeds that you have right now for the tournament?
2: So, I have um, Purdue is number one overall, um, UConn is second. Those are kind of pretty concrete, like pretty clear above everybody else. Um, Houston is closer to UConn than they are to my fourth one seed, but they're the third one seed. And then finally I have Tennessee. Um, Tennessee finally made an appearance this, like, Friday. Today was the first time they've jumped up to the one line. Um, there's about three different teams kind of in contention for that fourth one seed, but right now I have Tennessee. Um, I know John's a Kentucky fan. At no, least. it wasn't
1: I was making the I was making the face because – There's some losses in there that it's kind of, you know, that – well, you don't have a lot – here's my thing about the one seeds. There's – beyond what you see on those those top lines, there's not a lot of teams behind that that can really get to that point. You get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, so there's – I mean, I have maybe five other teams that are even in play for a one seed if they win a bunch of games. (laughs) Um, Tennessee doesn't have a bad loss. That's the big thing right now. Um, I was between Tennessee and Arizona for my final one seed. Um, Arizona has the quadrant three loss and then Tennessee does not. So that bumped Tennessee up there. Um, Plus Tennessee's offense has looked great. Mm. Uh, Other than that, the only other teams that are making any contention at a one seed are uh, North Carolina. Um, Marquette's got an outside shot, but they'd pretty much have to win out. Um, Kansas, and then uh, Iowa State. I think a lot of people are kind of like just down on Iowa State because they played a terrible non-conference, but they're sitting as a three seed. They've jumped all the way up from a nine,
0: all the way up to a three in the last Yeah, like, I mean, my, my question yeah. here, I guess, I'm like, I would say, what about North Carolina? Because North Carolina beat Tennessee? Yeah. Head to head? So, I, I don't use head.
2: Um, the committee has shown traditionally I, know,
0: but I mean, I'm just saying that they did beat them head to head in the season. They did.
2: Um give me two seconds here. Everything's reloading on me. I'm sorry. Um I'm gonna I'll stay good connected, but I'm reloading. I had North Carolina and Tennessee up because I knew that was gonna be a question because I've had that here, question too much today. Here's
1: the thing, Hunter, that, that most people don't realize about this tournament. It might not matter what seed you are in this tournament this year because oh, it it, yeah. the parity among college basketball is, is unparalleled. You know, you look at a team like Kentucky, they could be a four or five seed and could be as dangerous, you know, as they would be a one seed, or yeah. you could have a team like Wisconsin that's going to be inside the four or five range that could knock a team off in the first round. Like it's real, to me, it's really not going to matter if you're a top seed or not. Because absolutely. The par- I mean, look the we have- is, yeah. Yeah. Like
2: North Carolina, or not North Carolina, UConn, um, FAU, Miami, all of those teams last year, San Diego State. I mean, we had just unparalleled parity last year, and it'll continue this year. Uh, I don't think being one I agree
0: with you. Yeah. Yeah. But having a higher C does give you somewhat of an easier path. At least
2: some. So, to a degree, yes. But, I mean – what team – like, honestly, what team wants to play, like, a streaky New Mexico team or an Indiana State or a Boise State even as their second-round matchup? Right. Like, those are teams I've yeah. got on the yeah. eight and nine line right now. Like, all of those are tough matchups if they're on. They're just not on every night.
1: But well, And you look at last nine, year,
0: you know, yeah. with the whole Purdue that thing. eight and nine matchup for the one seed is
1: dangerous
0: every yeah. year. Every year oh, it's yeah. that way.
1: Well, and you look at FDU last year, yeah. Furman Dickinson. Like nobody expected them to come out of nowhere and beat mm-hmm. Purdue, and then they then they fell in the second game to a really hot Fau team that went on to the Final Four. But you, you just don't expect that every single year. But last year was a was an outliner of how parity can can destroy brackets, and you can pour gas like as John Rossney says, you throw gasoline on your bracket basically Absolutely. at that point because. Yes. It's a, I mean, I'm just
0: saying all along. I mean, you know, that eight, nine seed for if you're, if you don't come ready to play in the second round for a, for a one seed, I mean, you, you can get knocked off in that oh, eight, absolutely. nine game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The team that I don't yeah. think, I think UConn will be
2: fine. Um, other than that, though. I don't know of a team that isn't going to be like in genuine danger of that eight, nine game. I think UConn's just got, they're a little bit more balanced and a little bit better than some of the other one seeds. I think Purdue, if you neutralize Edie, I mean, what else is there? Like I'm, they're not one dimensional like they were last year. I don't expect them to get beat by a 16, but they're not this like elite, like juggernaut of a team. If you can neutralize Edie, you have some chance to win.
1: But the but the question is who's right. going to neutralize him in that eight right, nine? So- game? You're not going to get a lot of great matchups and beyond that. You know what I mean? Till the Sweet Sixteen, because there, there's some of those eight nine games are usually little teams compared to what you meet in the Sweet Sixteen a lot yeah. of times.
2: I think New Mexico could really give Purdue some trouble. Um, just they're not interior like their size isn't there, but uh, the way that they their guard play is just elite. Right. So I think they could give them some trouble if they ended up in that kind of matchup.
0: So who, who do you have for your two seeds? What's your two um, seeds tonight, Donna? Arizona,
2: North Carolina, Marquette and Kansas.
0: All right. Arizona. I, i say that with I a stretch. fully agree with have to be a two. Mm-hmm. Um, I Marquette and Kansas are the, are the two that I would question, but not, because of their, I mean, just because of, I think that they're probably the bottom two out
1: of their. You know, I
0: would, think, I would yeah. think that you're they're the bottom two out of your top two seeds. Absolutely. Um, uh, the only thing I sure question.
1: The only thing I question about Arizona um, is some of their their losses. Yeah, they're, they're, they're weird, and I'm not saying that they won't get a two seed. That that's not what I'm saying. It's just how will the committee view those Stanford games? You know the Washington State game, um, which Washington State might be an NCAA tournament team this year. They got a really good team. Yeah, um, Kyle Smith great. Yeah. might be one of the most underrated coaches in the country. But there's just some weird vibes around that Arizona team. Like they can look good one minute, and then the next minute they don't even look like a team. Um, all that has to do with yeah. level up, too. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I don't think Kansas
0: is the same juggernaut that they normally are either. No. They have Kansas, a great if you
2: away from Yeah. Get they have Kansas a great
0: starting five. They have yes. a great starting five. But you get them outside of their starting five, and they're really not that good at all.
1: Their yeah. depth dip is really weak. Yeah.
2: And they've struggled yeah. to hit from the three-point line this year too, which – you can't just pack it in and expect to win everything. So that – Kansas is going to struggle. Um, I did have Kansas as a three seed. But, I mean, you beat Houston by 15, you get to move up to a two
0: seed. That's just how that goes. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I get it. They played a really good game last weekend. So, you know. Yeah. I
2: I think we could see and a team like – same thing goes for Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee's just – I'm impressed. They finally have an offense. That's a huge thing for them. They can, like, connect, yeah. can just go get them a bucket whenever they need it. Um, even in that loss the other night, just, a heck they were a able player, to right? I
0: mean, I, you, yeah. you know, I'm a Kentucky fan, but connect is a heck of yes. a player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean he is. I'll call his speed. speed.
2: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think yeah. you could see an Auburn or an Alabama jump up to that, um, two line um auburn obviously they've been talked about a lot but alabama is just kind of underrated they played a hard schedule um but they have kind of started to turn it on a little bit very, in SEC play. yeah
0: they did play a very tough schedule um to start the season out early on um so who do you have as your three seeds hunter
2: um i have baylor iowa state auburn and alabama
1: Only thing that I would I mean, have against Baylor,
0: Austin. I question just a little bit because I don't think I don't think Baylor's. They, they've had times where they just haven't looked that great, and they've lost a few games that I really didn't think they should have lost, at, yes. especially one or two at home. Yeah, um, they're they're the one and that the, out of those four teams that I would question just a little bit. I realize they play in the Big Twelve. And their metrics are going to be through the roof, because yeah.
1: because they play in the Big Twelve. So, I mean, I I do well, get that sure. part. The only thing that I have against Auburn in that regard is they only got one quad one win and two. Oh, two. They got two now. Yeah. they beat Alabama um, yeah. Wednesday night. But yeah. the, the yeah. they're they got the week well, their resume is just not really good, which they got some opportunities coming up. They got Florida on the road. Um, they play Kentucky next Saturday. Auburn's got a gauntlet of a schedule to end the year.
0: Yeah. And, and so you they talk about
1: um, offense. They got offense too. Exactly. They
2: They're I think they'll be able to score with anybody. Um, the issue is, and I've said this on my podcast as well, they played names this year that should have been good. They played Indiana. They played USC. They played Virginia Tech. I can't ding them for their non-conference schedule, but they are also six and one in Quadrant Two, which normally Quadrant Two is more of a bubble type of thing than it is a three seed type of thing. But they're two and three in Quadrant One games. It's not like they're two and eight or something like that where they've played a ton. Um, I mean, I'm sure you all know the score from the Alabama game the other night, but they finally have two quad one wins back-to-back.
0: They get Florida. I mean, that's
1: that's really helpful. Uh,
0: Uh, And to be honest,
1: they haven't beat Florida Florida since 96 in in Gainesville. In Gainesville.
2: That's a huge game tomorrow. I highlighted that. a lot on their
1: player, too, um, in terms of history. Yeah.
2: Um, so Auburn, it's kind of like the Big 12 teams. We talk about the metrics being inflated. We have to give them credit eventually if their metrics are inflated. I'm not just gonna do that for Big 12 teams that goes across the board. So they have great metrics, they well, look so like Auburn a good also
0: team. I said I talked about their offense, but they have a really stellar defense as well. well their overall Auburn, I picked Auburn in the final four um
2: about three weeks ago. Um, before they lost to Alabama and Mississippi State back-to-back. And, like, honestly, I'd stay by that. They're one of those teams that I think they're going to get hot. They're going to continue to gel. And I think they'll be fine come
0: tournament time. Yeah, I mean, they get Kentucky, you know, at home in in a week or so. That's Mm going to be a big one for them. So, I mean, we'll just see what happens. I mean, honestly, Kentucky has not played good there and won there very often the last three or four years. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's nothing but the truth. So, um, four seeds, Hunter, who do you have as your four seeds in the term? So I'm actually going to read my fours and fives. And the reason I'm doing
2: this is there are a bunch of four seeds. Just some teams end up falling to the five line. Um, so my first four seed is Wisconsin and then it's Creighton, Illinois, and Dayton. Um, those are the end of the four seeds. The five seeds are Duke, San Diego State, South Carolina, and Clemson. Um, Duke and San Diego State have a solid case for a four seed, and I don't know what the Dayton if Dayton ended up winning or not, but if they lost, they'll fall to the bottom of the five line um, pretty quick.
0: Right. My question is South Carolina. I mean, we have seen what they've done the last three weeks, two weeks, three weeks. Um, i mean they have just been playing some really really stellar basketball um yeah. knocking off kentucky knocking off tennessee um yeah. you know and 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 keep winning you know i yeah. mean so they're 19 and three or something like that now so i think is their record three three. Um, they are, three three. they're finally ranked this week and i yeah. they were they bumped all the way up to fifteenth, which is where I have been saying they should have been. I had them um, at six. So I'm glad week to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so with South Carolina, I'll say um, they're flying under the radar because of their metrics. If they had the metrics of Auburn or somebody like that, we'd be talking about a two or a three seed. But they're still just kind of like flying under the radar. The prediction. Do they metrics.
0: play enough? Do they play enough here at the end of the season? Could they get to a two or three seed?
2: I'm looking at their schedule now. I'll say yes, tentatively, but that's a I'll need to see where everything else kind of lands. Unfortunately, the committee has shown that they're willing to kind of seed based off predictive metrics some. So it's not just their resume that I have to look at. I have to look at the predictives as well. I think right now they're playing like one of the best 10, 12 teams in the country. I have them 12th overall in my like top 25. They're rolling, but I would say they could get there. They have one, two, three, five quad one opportunities left, um, including Auburn, Florida, Tennessee, and Mississippi state. So yeah, and, and those two of
1: those, two of those yeah. big games are at home. One of them's against Tennessee.
2: Yeah. They get Tennessee and Florida at home. Um, they go to Auburn, and Texas A&M and Mississippi State. So those
0: those would be the three. T- those would be, those my, will be the three. My, t- I guess my the big question. The big question here is is what happens if they win the SEC? Because they're right there in the hunt to do that. Yeah, I mean a two or three seeds not out of the question.
2: Um, I'll say probably a one seed's out of the out of their reaches. Um, but I would say a two or three seeds definitely in the equation at this point.
1: So that's fine. I know, I know you're on a Kentucky um, podcast too, yeah. and my question to you is: Is there a chance, you know, coming down this stretch, that Kentucky could get moved to a five or a four? We'll get to Kentucky. Are we going to go through the whole seed list?
0: No, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I was gonna, I was gonna jump after
1: this. I was gonna do the first top four seeds and then kind of. Well, the reason I asked that is because they was them. on that. They was on that borderline six seed, five seed range. And I was just curious if you know a win over say maybe a win over Gonzaga this. I, I know it's not going to move them much, but I mean a, call me crazy, John. But
0: I think if they run the ta- if they were to run the table where they are, I, I mean, I, I don't see how you could keep them out of a three seed. Yeah. If they hey, you run, run the, the table, table, you're a three seed.
1: Yeah. I'll agree but with that. The problem that. is they're don't they're gonna have to go on the road to Mississippi State. They don't have to go on the road to Tennessee. They don't have to go on the road to Auburn. Those are three tough environments to play in. I know, I know this, John, but I'm just saying, if they
0: were to do that, I think yeah, the three C is year. definitely in play.
1: That's a, so, that's a big. Year.
2: I don't give a lot of personal like bias or anything like that. I will say, I grew up in Eastern Kentucky. Um, I grew up a UK fan. I'm not a huge UK fan now, just because of like where I live. I'm more of a Xavier fan. So I'm a Big East guy. I'm not a huge UK fan just from that standpoint. That being said, my wife does go to Kentucky. She's a medical student at UK right now. Um, So I'm not in part, like, I don't hate Kentucky by any measure. I do definitely think they're a six seed for me right now. Um, I think they could end up at a two or a three, probably at three is their max if they want out. Um, More than likely, they're going to be a dangerous four or a five. But I did have them picked a couple weeks ago on my like podcast to win the like national title. Like they, their upside is crazy. I don't think defense wins championships. I think offense does. So I know that UK fans are down, and I understand the frustration.
1: Have some defense though, and that's been their Achilles. Well, see, here, here's the issue: is it's not so much their defense; it's the fact that their three point defense is really, really bad. So, um,
2: you run up no, – I mean, it all depends on how you get scheduled in the tournament. Like, you could get seated really well or seated really poorly. Um, I mean, I'm – like I said, I'm so a Xavier we got, fan. Got I got a last
0: year. What's up? We got a guest that's asked a question. I was going to try to get it up on the screen there for you. Okay. So, what's happened to the Wolverines is what he says. <laughs> Oh, Michigan <laughs> needs to just get
2: on with Jawan and go on. I don't know what else to say.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I don't and know. Also, they, I say they, this, just, they definitely are not making the tournament. And I'll I say will, this.
1: On, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, oh, ahead. Okay. go ahead. Um,
2: I, so I watched – I went to Michigan. I actually met Zach, my, uh, one of my co-hosts in Michigan, and saw Michigan play live against Illinois. They just it, – it's bad. It's time to get rid of Jawan and move on. I'm sorry. No, I
0: know that's
2: definitely not what you want To, hear. to bounce off what you
1: said there. Yeah. To bounce off what you said about Kentucky. You yeah. know, we could, you know, you look at last year, UConn, you know, they was, I think there was three games in early February where they just looked really, really bad. Yeah. And they went through the tournament and just destroyed every every team that they come in contact with. And I'm not saying that's what Kentucky's gonna do. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you can't base what's happening now. What's going to happen in March? Because it's a different game. Um, So what I'll say to that is UConn was, what, 20 – had won
2: like 22 games in a row at one point on their non-conference opponents. So as a Big East guy, I watched UConn play live twice last year. I will say it's a schematic like coaching type of thing. I watched UConn come down to Xavier and get beat. UConn got beat because – Xavier outscored them. It was a great game. It was New Year's Day, or New Year's Eve. It was amazing. Honestly, it was a great game. But UConn got beat because they just got outscored. That's not happening as much this year because they have the defense to back it up. But UK, like from a UK standpoint, Xavier outscored everybody last year. They didn't have there's a some
1: similarities there that you're there. Yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah there's some like I mean,
2: they just, they had an elite point guard in boom, and Dillingham this year is an elite point guard. They're not the same, but they're just elite at the guard spot. Never go out and win. I think that UK will be fine. I think I yeah. so I'll get it on the record here. I've said it all like for two years. I'm not a cow guy. I do think that Cal should step into an administrative role at UK and let somebody else take over. The talent on that team fits together well enough to win some
1: games in March. Absolutely. In March. 100%. That's coming, that's, not, that's coming from a non, <laughs> non-Kentucky-like diehard. So 100%. Yeah, I mean, to say not gonna the walk. talent on
0: this team is is good enough, honestly, to challenge for a Final Four.
2: Yes. And the it's not about the talent. So every year, Kentucky's talented. It's about Kentucky being a collection of talent. Like Trey Mitchell was a great ad. Without him, I don't know where you all would be. It probably wouldn't be this high. But if you yeah. all can get, like, your guard play to play, you all are connected enough, and this collection kind of meshes together to at least outscore people. It might by be way, to 99, But By the you way, VCU, they,
1: VCU, VCU won tonight, by the way. Yeah. Did they?
2: Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, before, 49, to, 49
1: to 47. It was really low score.
2: I, say, I was watching it right before I joined. It was ugly, but it's it a huge
1: man. win. Dayton's won – or not Dayton.
2: VCU's won eight of nine. That's huge. Great, like, year for them. Dayton will so fall to the you, bottom of the five line for me.
0: Who do you have for your last four in right now?
2: Ooh. Um, so okay. I have Mississippi State, um, Michigan State, Cincinnati, and Ole Miss are my last four teams in. Um, It's a Magnolia State uh, party up here in Dayton, and then I
1: got a question question for you on that. Hit me. Um, I love your stuff, but how do you got Michigan State in? That's what I want to (laughs) know. I mean, because there's not a lot of they don't have a lot of great wins. Like, let me pull up. Give me two seconds.
2: Let me pull up their schedule. Um, It's a lot to do with their metrics, and they do have a couple quad one wins, and they. I mean, we make fun of them for losing to Nebraska and teams like that, but Nebraska's a good team this year. They are. Um, so let me grab – their their predictive metrics are really, really good. I don't expect somebody that a net of 24 to be left out. Again, no, this no. isn't – rarely. one ever thing that I want to make clear is this isn't me saying this is my opinion. This is what I think the committee would do. They're not leaving a Michigan State team out. They're 2-7 and seven in quadrant one. Yeah. But then they don't have a quadrant three or four loss to balance. That's that out. the key, right? So, That's no key, bad losses. Yeah. I don't like it, but it's where they're at for now.
1: Well, and two, there, there's not, I don't even think there's been a team hey, inside man, the morning. I
0: think, I all
1: think, you think all we're are kind uh, of talking together. <laughs> I think it's delayed, I think. But yeah. yeah. Um, I think what it is is they, if memory serves me correctly, history serves me correctly. They ain't been no team in the top 20 of the net been left out, have they?
2: I think it's the top 30, but yeah,
1: like they don't don't need
2: teams out in those. That's pretty safe. Um, I wouldn't call them a lock by any means. If they go lose Mm -hmm. on Saturday, they may fall out. But they're, they're, which that is a
1: home game against Illinois. That's a huge game, really, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. They need it.
2: Illinois needs it too, but.
0: Michigan State should be desperate to win that
1: one. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, I agree with that. I mean, I was talking about the net rankings. They're not going to leave a team out that's twenty fourth in the yeah. net. I, I just don't think so that's going
1: to happen. We're talking last um, four in. So I let's talk about you. let's talk about your little team down the road, um, Xavier. Um, they yeah. really got some really nice wins, and uh, yeah, ish. I mean. So
2: I'm not I'm not biased by any means. I want everybody to know that I'm not going to sit here and say Xavier should be in or shouldn't be in. When they're playing well, they should be in. But when they're playing poorly, they lose to Delaware or Oakland. Like I've watched them every. I mean, I have season tickets. They're not a tournament team yet, but they are right on the bubble. They're my seventh team out right now. Sorry about that. Um, well, seventh team when, out.
1: They win tomorrow. They're they're most likely in because Creighton. No. Um, They'll be last. Uh, they'll be
2: first four out for me if they lose tomorrow. Um, you don't and think I'm sure win all I'm three. Yeah, Creighton will be a good win. I mean, a, a, an excellent win, but they're, it still won't be enough. I don't think they'll
0: push them in. I mean, they're sitting at thirteen and ten right now. Uh, Xavier is um, overall. So, who do you have as your first four out right now? So I have St. John's, Colorado,
2: Nevada, and Seton Hall.
1: Nevada seems to be the kind of team that would be in the last four in than the first four out. It seems like because yeah, they Nevada four.
0: Nevada's got a good one, but, I think. But I don't know what the Is bu-
1: the bubble really. That bad or is it. Just there's a lot of good teams, or how how is it this year? Honey? There's
0: a lot of teams. I mean,
2: I don't like. So I'm a Xavier fan. I've said that, but I also like Cincinnati this year. I like what Wes Miller has done, but I don't know that there's enough there for Cincinnati to get in yet. Their numbers are just. Really good, um, from like a predictive standpoint, along with the <laughs> rest of the 12. Um, Seton Hall and Nevada, their metrics are still lagging behind a little bit. They have the wins to back it up, but their predictives aren't necessarily there yet. So that's what has them on the outside looking in.
1: Man, I love Seton Hall, but they play ugly, man. Like, it's ugly basketball. Some of the like big, yeah, play, they, they got some
0: cool awful good wins, yeah, they
1: play. They play hard-nosed defense. They play grinder games, and and in the Big East, that's that's where a lot of all of those games man. come into. Seton Hall's got so
2: Seton Hall. Let me pull up their metrics real quick.
0: Some awfully good-looking wins.
2: Yeah, but they're sixty-seventh in the net. They're sixty-second on Ken Palm. Right. Their resume metrics are right. in the sixties.
0: Like they don't have good right. like which metrics yet, which is not great to get in. I, I get I get all that. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah I mean, I get all that. See, this is so, why we let you
1: all do this, you and T three and all yeah. these other guys, because I would yeah. be I would be up all night driving myself insane with this stuff. Because well, I mean, for me, there's no way that I would leave it, Nevada out, but I haven't just but minutes. I haven't
0: really studied their metrics. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I really haven't studied their. Gotta metrics. really.
1: The thing is, you got to really study that stuff because every single year. Because if you don't, you're going to leave something out. And yeah. I and do, I'm still, yeah, I weird. just watch so a, like that I very, like, watch
0: ball games,
1: yeah. You know what so I mean? I, like, test, I watch, a I bunch watch of games. the eye
2: test, it would be very different than what I do from a seedless yeah. standpoint. That's why and, I said and, I am protecting the
0: committee, yeah. And I and I, I'll just be honest, I watch a bunch of games and I, I go by you know what I see, who looks the best, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I do go by big wins i mean you know like seton hall having some really big wins um you know um uh, you know so you know big wins matters um i think i mean of course it matters to metrics too when yeah. you have big wins like that but um so one thing anyways with- who do you have for your next four out um one thing with metrics real
2: quick is how, like, you got to think of it as how do we compare 362 teams? I have watched all 362 teams this year. I've crossed every team off my, like, checklist, and I've hit them all. So I can say that I've watched every team. I couldn't tell you about most of those teams. Maybe 30 or 40 of them. So it's hard to really watch all these games and then compare across the board. So that's why we use yeah. metrics. Um, it's just, it's a way to even the playing field a little bit. For Let everyone. me
1: ask this question real quick. Yeah. If you had to put You know, because a lot of times mid-majors don't usually get in on the bubble. just very rare. You'll see a team get in. If you had to put a mid-major on the bubble right now that has an absolute opportunity to get in, who would it be?
2: So I'm excluding the Mountain West when I say this. I'll say Drake. Um, I like the way Drake plays there in the Missouri Valley. Um, They're behind Indiana State right now. I don't think they'll catch them. So I think Indiana State will get that bid, and I don't think Drake will catch it. But – I really like the way Drake plays, and I think they would be good in the tournament. I'd Tucker,
1: rather have them than Tucker a five-year-old. Tucker DeFries, is, he's an unbelievable basketball player. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, I mean, so I, I would agree with they, you 100%, but Drake could still win the Missouri Valley Conference and get in. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, they could get in. I mean, they are yeah. realistically, they're on my like consideration board for an hour. I don't think so. And that's in.
1: like I told a guy last night even even in the American conference, you know, FAU's probably want to be an automatic qualifier. So, oh, wh- what I mean, you don't think they're going to get in the tournament? I think they'll get in the tournament. That's what I, I mean. what I, I, I meant to say. they are get in the, in the tournament. tournament. But I don't think – I think somebody of the likes of Charlotte or South yeah. Florida or Memphis is going to win that tournament. Charlotte yeah. is a team to watch, in my opinion. Charlotte has a really hey, fun U- team. the U- has been having some nice wins at home. They have. Absolutely. You gotta That's going to be, be a fun tournament.
2: I think so. We talk about bid stillers, like teams that wouldn't make it if they didn't get the like the automatic qualifier. I think the American will give us an a bid stiller this year, whether it's Charlotte, South Florida, somebody like that. UAB's yeah. played really well recently. North Texas could go on a run. Um, so I think that'll be one to watch and like keep an eye on.
1: So here's my thing. Is if is FAU gonna have another nine seed and they're gonna make another run the final four? I made a joke about it last night. Like it just seems that way again, man. Like I think that either
2: Lenardi or one of the big names today posted that FAU who was this year's FAU and it was FAU this year. I mean they're FAU. doing very similar, their record's a little worse, but they're the same team. They're, um, they're, they're, they're the yeah. same
1: team and they're doing the exact same things that they did last year. Like, yes, it's,
2: exactly. I don't yeah. like FAU. I don't think they're as good as what all the people have hyped them up to be. I think they're going to get in as an eight or a nine, and I wouldn't bet against them come March. They, John well, L. Davis is just a dude. Like, And, and I'll say yeah. this.
1: The one, the one seeds, I think they're a lot stronger this year than they was a year ago. Um, which I think the first three one seeds are really strong. Which, granted, it, Purdue yeah. lost that game. And if you or FAU didn't have a chance to play them because it was FDU that beat them, but yeah, I think FAU is going to have a harder time getting out of that game, out of that second round of this FDU
0: almost beat FAU, yeah, last year in, yeah. the, in the tournament as well.
1: They did, <laughs> they did,
0: yeah. Um, all right, so your conference breakdowns right now, Hunter, um, mm-hmm. how many big 12, sec? I mean, give me your top, um. Conference, you don't have like top five or six. So I don't have my numbers calculated, but I will say the Big
2: 10 or the Big 12 is first. Um, I think they have nine in right now with a possibility for 10. Um, The SEC is up there. Um, Big 10 is up there. Um, The Mountain West has, I have five teams in with Nevada. We talked about Nevada. That's
1: absolutely insane, isn't it? It's It's not
2: insane. I think the the Mountain
1: West deserves it. It, they do. They're the. To me, they're not even Power Five. I don't even count them as a Power Five, or I don't even count no. them as a mid-major. They're a so power I count them major. as a power. I count it as a Power Seven at this point. That's why I excluded them
2: when I said mid-major earlier. I count it as a Power Seven with. Um, I still give the Pac-12 and the ACC credit for being a Power Conference. Pac-12 will be gone, so we're gonna have a Power Six after this year. The Mountain West Man. is absolutely yeah. a Power Conference. I know people yeah. on the East Coast don't stay up for it. It's great basketball, and it's fun to watch.
1: Absolutely, here's the problem. Absolutely. Here's the problem you got with the Big Ten. <laughs> Beyond <laughs> Purdue and Illinois, and really Wisconsin, the there's, there's not, not
0: honestly, there's not a lot of great teams That's in there. The like. one, if you ask me, the Big Ten, I mean, you go one, two, three, and maybe four. And after about four, do they do they
1: really deserve to get some teams in? I don't think so. Nebraska, I could vouch for it because I they will, have they have yes. some really good wins.
2: I am giving Nebraska all the credit just, and this is a lot just because I interact with a lot of their fans now. They've come out of the woodworks. All those football fans have come into the basketball scene. <laughs> I, I like Nebraska just because. Yeah. I mean, C.J. Wilcher is plays for Nebraska. He transferred from um Xavier as well, but also Tomanyaga is just really fun to watch.
1: I call him, I call him Tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's not afraid. he's not he's he's Steph Curry of college basketball. He's not afraid of taking a shot from midcourt like he just exactly. he's not and afraid can, of the game, right? Like,
2: yeah, like that's what March is made of. They're made of these guys that aren't afraid to take the shot that won't shy away from
0: the moment. That's true. All right, guys, we're going to dig into some, some picks here. Um, I've got, I've got some games here that shouldn't matter. Um, You can talk about the bubble aspect of these games, you know, Hunter. And and, uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Tennessee on Saturday. Um, Tomorrow, Texas, Tennessee is a three and a half point favorite at Reed at the Reed Center um yep. so we will see what happens tomorrow but Hunter Texas A&M while I don't think is like on the bubble as far as they're not in or right there not you know but they are you know they they are low enough that they could be considered a bubble team i think so yeah. what do you think so looking at do you,
2: uh, Mississippi State played Alabama last week, lost by 30. Um, just got absolutely <laughs> obliterated. They dropped from a 9 seed to an 11 seed for me. Texas A&M is in danger of doing something like that tomorrow. They're an 11 seed, though. That's that's the problem for them. So if they mess around and lose by 15 or 20, it's absolutely possible. They're my sixth from last team in. So I have them as an 11 seed right now. Um, they're my top 11 seed, but they could absolutely fall out of the bracket if they got blown out tomorrow. That being said, College Station is not an easy place to go in and get a win. I don't expect Tennessee to blow them out. I'll take Tennessee, but I might take A and M plus three and a half.
1: That's, yeah, that was the spread I, this afternoon um, when I looked. Um, that's where I'm going to go with it because I just, you know. Tennessee's a really good team. Yeah. But there's just been a couple of games where on the road, they just they don't look as great than they do when they do it at home. Yeah. Um, and okay, m is a really tough environment. Check and AM. It is. They beat, you know, they and, beat Kentucky. And, I tell you, you, it, you know, and Texas AM is actually home. getting, they're getting healthy now. Yeah. Um, the Aggies are getting healthy. And to me, if we really want to talk about sleepers, but guys, Tennessee and is the team to win the tournament all. Really
0: SEC tournament. Tennessee. I worry I, about I Tennessee. Think I'm gonna, my- I think I'm going to lay the three and a half points in this game, even in, in College Station.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. I You sent me these picks about 8 o'clock. I spent five or six minutes just going back and forth about who I wanted to take here. I just... I remember I watched the Tennessee – or the Texas A&M-Kentucky game. Like, it's hard to play on the road. So, I'm taking Texas A&M, but I don't love the pick. So, I wouldn't pick this in a pick like, group or anything for money. But I'll say A&M.
1: Well, and I even said today A&M is is one of my sleeper teams, maybe to make a run the SEC tournament because they haven't really been healthy all year long. And they're finally starting to figure things out defensively and offensively. Um, and they was picked to really be in the top of the, of the you know of the conference early in the year preseason. But and I had a pick, two two
0: guards, yeah. John. Who, who's the
1: scores? Tyrese if you, if Radford they're and they're Wade, guards, Wade Taylor. Wade Taylor, that's all you need. I mean outside of him. Well, boots, Tyrese Radford, he's yeah. hitting and miss every now and then, but
2: I mean, we're talking – like, if we're talking March, those are teams that you just want one guy to show up and just win the game. And Wade Taylor can do that for this team. He can.
0: Yeah. He can. I mean, I fully agree with you. He can. Absolutely. So, my next ne- next game we're going to talk about, guys, is Illinois goes to Michigan State. We were just talking about Michigan State being one of the last teams in. Um, For you, they are favored two and a half points at home in this one. So, Hunter, I know they're clearly on the bubble for you. So I'm sure this is an absolute must win for them.
2: So, I mean, if they keep it close and they don't lose by 10 or 11 points or something like that, they can stay in the field. This is a great opportunity for them to get a quadrant one win and just jump back up to like the 10 line. So, I, I'll i take Michigan State. They're probably going to come out desperate, and I'm not betting against Tom Izzo.
1: One thing I don't like about this game, though, mm-hmm. is, you know, Shannon Shannon Jr. is back in the mix for the fight in the line now. Yeah. And he makes them more dangerous on the offensive side of the floor, um, which yeah. you, they're probably going to have him on Tyson Walker, I'm guessing.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but, like you said, Michigan State is going to be – Playing desperate, they're gonna be they wanting to win. Be because I mean, if right they don't now come
2: out desperate, there's an issue. That's I mean,
1: right now they're in a position they don't yeah. need, they've never really been in, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of years where they haven't had great teams, but this is a little bit different, I think. Yeah.
0: It's on the line on for
1: Tom Nizza. Yeah,
0: like Tom I mean, is never there. not made the time. Yeah, Up exactly.
2: Um, I've been higher on Michigan State than others have to like for the most part this year, but they finally have like crept down with that loss to uh, Minnesota. And it's just, it's time for them to put up or shut up kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, they should be playing desperate. This is at home. Yes. Illinois is a ranked team and, and and everything, you know, I mean, so, um, you know, I get it, but it's a game that I think I'm going to take Michigan stayed in at home with their backs against the wall. Yeah. For me. I agree. All right. So the next game that we're going to talk about is North Carolina is a four and a half point favorite at Miami. Miami has failed to 15 and eight. They really have struggled at times this year. Um, do, I wanted to ask it. you, I put this one in. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to put this in. If if they could win this game, does Miami have a path where they could get in? Do you still think or no?
2: So they're still under consideration. Um, that is a very loose term for the first 30 to 35 teams out. So if I say under consideration, that's not necessarily close. Um, I'm pulling up. I haven't looked at their team sheet, to be honest, in detail in a couple weeks. Um, Here's
1: the biggest question, though, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Don't want to interrupt. But no, uh, this game's bigger for Miami than it is for North Carolina, which, you know, North Carolina lost to Clemson on, at home. Um, I think it was Tuesday, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday huh. night. Yeah. It was Monday. No, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It was, Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Yeah, you're right. But um, I don't think Miami's going to come out not ready to go. I mean, this is a game at home. they played really well at home. Um, They're going to be pumped up for North Carolina. Um, Now, they haven't been pumped up for these others, Wake Forest. I think they got whipped really good by Louisville Louisville Beatle. Um, Yeah, Louisville thirty-eight. really scored 38 38 points against Virginia the other night. Well, here's the thing. When they play bigger teams like Dukes and the North Carolina, I feel like they play better. I don't know what it is. I guess it's just the, the name on the front of the jersey. But yeah. I, I don't expect Miami to lay down in this game at all. I think they'll well, play I don't either. You.
2: But also, one thing I want to mention is it's it's a huge game for Miami. It's their chance to, like, really get back on the radar. But North Carolina just laid an absolute egg against Clemson
1: at home. North Carolina, on- like, no. they look really good beyond Kentucky and Yukon where they, they hadn't lost since then. Then they lost yeah. to Georgia Tech. Then they come out and they lost to Clemson. They look really good in between there. But it's like they're Jekyll and Hyde at times. Like they'll play really good one night and then it's like the next night you're just trying to figure out what how did they lose that game. Like, like, for instance, the Georgia Tech game, how did they lose that game? Like it just – it blows your mind how they can look good the one minute and in which I know that's college basketball and it's going to happen every single year. But um, some of their losses have been kind of weird if you want to know the truth about it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, absolutely. Like North Carolina has been weird to kind of see, they kind of crept up to my one line and then just stayed there. Um, But the big thing with them right now is they need to come out and play. Um, Baycott mentioned something in his presser the other night that really like concerned me. Um, He said that they didn't show up for practice on Monday very well. And then the next day they all showed up late to shoot around. Like Hubert Davis needs to get control of this team. We think he's a good coach, but, like, are they just scaping by on talent right now?
0: I kind of think so a little bit, to be quite honest with you, if you ask me. Like, Well, if we want to be fair, I know Baycock is their main. They struggled last year. North Carolina did. Like, they missed the tournament. And they should have never. They were preseason number one last year. Never had happened before.
1: Well, in which I know Baycock is their main dog. But – RJ Davis is what stirs the drink for them.
2: And oh, RJ Davis, Davis
1: is their best player. And when um, RJ Davis is not yeah. on, North Carolina's off. Absolutely. And in that this came game,
0: that thing, for me forward. even though this is on the road in Miami, I think I think North Carolina probably rebounds here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have have them covering in this yeah. game um in Miami. It's a game that Miami absolutely has to have if yeah. they're going to make a run to get in. Yeah. I have Miami's
2: schedule up. Um, I mean, they have North Carolina twice, but other than that, they have Duke and Clemson. They have four big opportunities here. They need to go
0: yeah.
1: win some games. Well, that's probably, what, four yeah. quad one games, or something? Yep, four quad one games. Yeah, yeah.
0: So if they could go two and two and win most of the other ones that's left, yeah, maybe, that. yeah. And I'm saying if maybe win,
2: if if they can win two and two and then win out the rest of them, that would put them at one two, six and two to end the year. They'll be right there. Uh, they may not get in, but they'll be close at least. They'd be, they would and, be and they in would the probably,
1: conversation. They would be right yeah. Then they would probably yeah. have to win maybe one or two in the ACC tournament to even think about getting in.
2: So yeah. I try not to put too much on the conference tournaments just because the committee has shown they don't necessarily value those a ton. Especially after um, the
0: first round. Maybe.
1: Yeah, so if you don't take Mm – like
2: Miami may get Louisville again. If they don't lose to Louisville, it's not necessarily going to affect them one way or another.
1: Here's what kills me about those early ACC tournament games, like right off the bat, those Monday games. is because you're not really into it. You don't – you're just waking up. It's a noon game. And you lose, you're done. Yep. And some of these teams don't come out and they don't give it 100% and it's over with. I mean, come Um, out for every game. Every game matters. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. Especially in March.
0: Yeah. The biggest thing, guys, for these conference tournaments that that people don't want to talk about and that that very rarely gets mentioned is momentum. Yes. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, if you ask me. you got to come in there trying to keep some good chemistry and momentum going into March Madness. Yes. Nine times out of ten, the teams that stumble are teams that don't play good in the conference tournaments.
2: Yeah. And one team I want to mention that I think might be on that path is Tennessee this year. They're I'm kind of worried they're peaking right now. I mean, it may prove me wrong over the next two months,
0: but the, I mean, I'm, what they did is. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to throw any barbs here, okay? But that's kind right. of a Rick Barnes. I Staple. mean, that's kind of what happens.
2: I I'm mean, worried I'm that just, that's exactly what he's doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's all I'm saying. I know I'm on a Kentucky podcast, so everybody's going to agree with that, but I, I am worried about that. <laughs>
0: that's all i'm saying that's all i'll leave it at that all right so our next game this one i did not see a spread on this one um but it is tomorrow night boise is set at like 16 and 7 they are in the mountain west utah state is still ranked they're like 19 and 4 they're like ranked 22nd in the country or something this week um this is at utah state
1: I think this was is probably going to be a pretty big game for Boise, I would think. Well, and Boise, if you all remember, they went on the road to the Pit and beat New Mexico. So, yeah. They're yeah. not accustomed to not going on the road and winning. So, but the Pit might be the hardest place in the country to play. It is. Like honestly, yeah. I'm willing to say Absolutely, I that agree you. with you. Listen. New Mexico when they play in the Pit, they turn into the '98 Chicago Bulls. Like it's that. <laughs> it's I, mean, I agree It's that with you. Like, yeah.
0: It's but it is a tough it's place hurt. to play. But do they have a shot here going to Utah State? I mean, I figure I'll ask you. Do you have Boise in or out right now? In. Um, they're a nine seed for me oh, right now. You have them in? Oh, okay.
2: Yes. All right. So, um, after the win at the pit, they jumped. We don't see a ton of like two and three seed moves very often but they wanted the pit convincingly. They actually moved from – they were my last team in that night. They moved all the way to the nine seed, and they've kind of just stayed level there um, in the last couple okay. of weeks.
1: Oh, see, here's what people don't realize is a lot of those teams like Boise State and teams like New Mexico and, and certain ones, they're not going to move much up to the six and five range. They're, they're going ha- to hover – unless they go on a really big run, they're going to hover around the 7-10 line, the eight or nine game. Yeah. And that's just the way it is because there's too many good teams in front of them that have better resumes and, and such. But well, it's more
2: about better opportunities to in, in conference play. There well, are yeah. Six, in, three,
1: in the Mountain West, you don't have as many opportunities as you would, say, in the SEC or the Big 12. You don't have yeah. that many There's only six good teams in the
2: Mountain West, and they're not the same yeah. level as the Big 12 teams are. Or even, to a lesser degree, the SEC is – Similar is in that aspect. Um, I have Utah State at the um, sixth line right now. They can't really, they can move up with the win, but they're not going to move up like a crazy amount.
1: But on, on record, I, I think Utah State wins this game. I didn't even make a pick, but I think Utah State wins this game. Um, Utah State is a really fun team to watch. Um, yes. They're exciting. Um, if you didn't watch last weekend, they, they lost this week, really. Earlier this week, by the way, that was a playing, fun game, too.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, some of these games, the way the Mountain West schedule has panned out this year, there's been clumps of great games. Um, yeah, so Utah State's coming off a two yeah. game losing streak,
1: they're thinking <laughs> we got one on now. my TV. We got one on right now, Nevada and uh, San Diego State's playing right now, yeah. yeah. Um, tied with three minutes to go, so we're coming yeah. down to the last minute. So, oh,
2: nice. Um, Boise is plus three and a half. So I'll take Utah state minus three and a half there and not care about it at all. Um, I think Utah state will rebound here.
0: Yeah, that's, I think that's where I'm going to go with this. They're due for a rebound at home. So I think I'm going to take Utah state in this game as well. Um, our, our next one, I went out to the pac 12 to look for a game that I thought would be a bubble team. Um, we got Arizona, who is coming off of a three-overtime marathon the other night against Utah that was so fun to watch last night, wasn't it? It was last night. Yeah, I didn't get to it watch a- it because Pac-12 perfect. networks, is but yeah. Yeah, it was on Pac-12 Network. Yeah, I-, I was watching. It was a marathon. It was a great game to watch, by the way. Uh, but they're at Colorado. Colorado was a one-and-a-half-point favorite earlier today when I looked um, well, and if I remember
1: if I remember correctly, they beat Arizona at home last year. Colorado did, I believe. I believe Arizona. So, yeah. Arizona's had some struggles on the road, especially in conference play. So, um, and they are the underdog. Unfortunately, I didn't even realize they was the underdog. They're the underdog in this game. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'll take Colorado. So, give me KJ Simpson in Colorado to beat Arizona tomorrow. I know
0: I think you said you had Colorado as one of your first first four teams out. I believe I did. They're the second team out. Yep. Second team out. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you know, this is a game at home. This is a perfect opportunity for them to get, you know, a, a quality win here, one of those quad, you know, quad ones, you know. You know, yeah,
1: you know what's wins. absolutely insane to me though, is they're only one game up on Oregon and Washington State. Isn't that not crazy? The Pac-12 has been wild this year.
2: Um, It's it's not a good conference by any measure. But the teams that have floated to the top are just really cool to see. Washington State, like, I want to see Washington State get into the tournament.
1: Here's the thing, and I tell people this all the time, you know, UCLA has not had a great year. Yeah. But they are playing really good basketball right now. And yeah. it, it, Come if we us not fool ourselves, Nick Cronin, Nick Cronin can coach. Um, he's a really good coach. He can figure things out. I wouldn't be shocked if UCLA goes into that Pac-12 tournament and makes I some noise um, out there. I,
2: I was going <laughs> to ask you all what your thoughts were if he would go to Louisville. <laughs> so, Cronin, <laughs> I don't like Cronin because I'm a Xavier guy, but – he would fit at Louisville so well, and he would reignite yeah. that rivalry for you guys so quickly.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be I mean, shocked he if he's coaching at Louisville next year.
2: Me neither. He, I mean, he actually tried to fight one of the Xavier players his last season at Cincinnati. So I will say he'll bring the rivalry back quick.
1: Um. Yeah. By the way, that that yeah. Washington, um, I was trying to find it for you, um, um Hunter. The Washington State, the last time they went um, to uh, the tournament, they had a guard. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson. They had yeah. Clay, and then they had um, – what was the other guy's name? Um, I can't Los- remember, man. I don't remember. Capers. I it very good. Marcus, I Marcus, Cap- Marcus Capers. Yeah. They had Marcus Capers. Um yeah. that was a really fun Warsaw State. If I remember correctly, that was the last time that they went to the tournament. Was am I right? I believe so, yeah. It's they been played North, it's they, played, been North they yeah. played North Carolina. They played North Carolina the sweet sixteen and lost. That was yes. the year North Carolina had that unbelievable team with uh Tyler Hansborough and 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 those guys. They was really good. That was probably one of the best North Carolina teams of all time.
0: Hunter, I think you said you're going to take Colorado at home. This Arizona team has a – this is another team, if you ask me, that has a really high ceiling. Yes. They also can sometimes have a raised-up floor as well, so you never know what you're going to get with Arizona. They're kind of like Kentucky, you know. Yes. Um, you, you never know what you're going to get with them, but I'm going to take Arizona in this game on the road. Um but I'm not terribly confident in that pick. I wouldn't put money on it if it was me. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) All right. So our next game, we've got Houston here as a four and a half point favorite at Cincinnati. I would guess Cincinnati is squarely in the tournament and the big 12 right now. Uh, But, their record is like 15-7 and seven or 15-8 and eight or something like that. Yeah. Overall. So what you got
2: to look at with Cincinnati is they didn't play anybody in the non-conference. Their two marquee games were Dayton and Xavier.
1: Right. They, well,
2: they played terrible. And there's been a lot of conversation about the non-conference schedule for these Big 12 teams. I'm not going to talk about it when we talk about the five and six seeds, but when we're talking the bubble, it matters just from the fact that they didn't have that many opportunities. Sorry, my phone apparently doesn't want to stop. Oh, you're good, man. Um, But Cincinnati is my second-to-last team in the tournament right now. I like what Miller's done, and I think they've got a shot. But I'll take Cincinnati plus four-and-a-half tomorrow.
1: Unless unless Houston plays like they did against Kansas, you know, because – Cincinnati shot 40% from three against BYU, Texas Tech, and, and I think they hit over 50 against TCU. Yeah. But they won't do that against Houston. Um, You know, Houston, they get their hands in the uh, line. Yeah. They force turnovers. <laughs> really good they create a lot of easy baskets. Um, This Houston defense is still special to me. Yeah. They just ran into a really good Kansas team last weekend. Um, Kansas was hitting everything, and sometimes that's just – what happens in college basketball? That's and fair. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't take away from what Houston's done though. So
2: Houston has grown since this, but I watched Houston play, I think it was November like twelfth or thirteenth in Cincinnati. They played Xavier this year at Xavier. They looked atrocious. And it was an ugly game where Houston wanted the free throw line. It was we're just gonna foul you and hope you don't make your free throws. And Houston did made bit more free throws than Xavier did and they ended up winning Cincinnati if they can shoot I think Cincinnati has a chance but Cincinnati CJ Frederick should hopefully be back tomorrow there's about a 50 50 shot he'll play tomorrow if he plays they should be okay if he doesn't I don't like their chances so I will say like I'm taking Cincinnati because I think Frederick's going to play if he doesn't though I would take Houston
1: what about Jizzle James you know him <laughs> I watched him <you> job 30 on <laughs> Xavier the other night. That was – You know what? What a guy. i aside. People don't realize that his actual – that's his real name, actual. That's well, that actual came from his name. dad. Like,
2: we, everybody Isn't makes it? fun of it. I've seen it in the national news all year. But that came from his dad. That's a family type of thing.
0: Yeah. It's, Good for him
1: to keep it For those that don't know, his dad was a former Colts running back, Edron James, so. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah, I get so, it. So, he's, uh, he's going to be CJ yeah. Fredericks would be a, a good added piece to this Cincinnati team tomorrow if he does get to play. Um yeah. you know he's been out for a little while now. And if he does get to come back and get to play here, that's gonna be a good
1: piece for them. Um, the only thing with CJ Frederick, he stays he stays in all the time. <laughs> he does he, never stays, he does have he that, that issue time. a little bit.
0: Um so but he's he but was he's down good to
2: he was down to Xavier in Cincinnati when he went to pick. And um, I'm glad he picked Cincinnati from a fan standpoint because of his injury history. That's all I'll say. I wish the guy nothing but the best, but he's
0: been hurt more than he's been helped. Hunter and take Cincinnati and take the four and a half points at home. Yep, I think I'll go with you on this one. So yes. the next game here that we're going to talk about this is not this is this is not a bubble game. Of course, we got Baylor versus Kansas. Um, it's at Uh, The Fog and Kansas is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They were earlier this afternoon. Um, I just kind of wanted to throw this in as one of the good games of the weekend and kind of get your thoughts on it.
2: So this is a great game. I mean, they're right there on the seed line together. If this was a neutral court, I'd take Baylor. But I have learned my lesson this year against at picking against Kansas at home. I picked against them when they played UConn and when they played TCU and when they played Baylor. They show up and they do it different. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, they just they have it at home. So well, I'll I picked
1: them against them last week, <laughs> week when they when they played Houston. They're twelve and zero at home and they're two and four on the road. So I don't basically- like Kansas, but I'll take them here. Well, basically what you get with Kansas is they win games at home, they lose games on the road. It is what it is. Yeah. And yeah. you, you got to accept that even as a fan. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I agree with you. There's not much else you can say. They have a great starting five. I will say this, um, Furphy, who is a freshman, has come in and been playing exceptionally well um, as their fifth starter. Um has really kind of changed that team a little bit, I think, over the last say ten ball games or so. Absolutely, um, for it a bit of transition. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, you know, the last eight or ten ball games, in the last week he had seventeen points, had like three or four three pointers. I mean, he's really playing well, and he's changing that team a little bit but still he's their fifth guy in that starting lineup and you go past him and they just don't have much, but I will agree they have been playing really well at home. I picked against them last weekend playing Houston um, at home. So I'm not going to do it this weekend. I'm going to pick Kansas in Lawrence because they always win there somehow. Yeah, Whether it's a,
2: I mean
1: flavorful. it's just the way it is. Yeah, It is what it is. Yeah, what's I don't even, yeah. I don't even know what that comment I don't even know what that I comment is. Do you see that comment <laughs> at the bottom?
0: <laughs> uh no. Nope. I have no idea. I'm not sure what this look like thing. Okay, I have no, no idea. idea what that is. Not a clue. To some, to some <laughs> crazy idiot. Not a clue. <laughs> All right. So this is, this is the this is the last game that we're going to talk about tonight. I picked eight, and then doing some bracketology here. So I thought this would be enough. Gonzaga goes to Rupp Arena tomorrow for the first time ever. They've never played in Lexington. Um this is this has been a long time coming. Fans from from Gonzaga have wanted this, you know, this series for a long time. Fans from Kentucky kind of wanted this matchup for a long time. Kentucky went out there last year and played them. It wasn't a home game. It was I forgot forgot exactly where it was. Game, but it was at a neutral site. It was a neutral site, yeah. I yeah. believe. It was, yeah. Kentucky, yeah. it was a neutral site. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this time, they are actually coming to Rupp on Saturday. This is a CBS game, 4 o'clock Eastern time um, tomorrow. Kentucky is a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And normally, I would say K- Kentucky is about the same as Kansas at home, but we've seen different than that the last last week. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, you know, does Gonzaga, who does not have a quad one win, by the way, does does Gonzaga get a win here?
2: No. Kentucky's that, gonna win. Um I'll take Kentucky minus four and a half. I don't like Gonzaga this year, so I'm I'm rolling with Kentucky. Um I just Gonzaga's pieces don't fit together coming well, into Rupp's
1: hard I and hard. and Gonzaga is not a real good shoot, three-point shooting team no, either no um they're, they're, I actually
2: had tickets to this game I had to give them up because of some other things popped up but I'm very upset I can't make my first appearance at Rupp uh tomorrow but the biggest
1: question in this yeah. game is can Gonzaga slow down Kentucky's offensive fire firepower no. like and
2: EK um Graham EK is gonna get in foul trouble early Um, If he manages to stay out of foul trouble somehow, it'll be different. But he was in foul trouble against St. Mary's the other night. I look for him to get in foul trouble early and you all just – to just beat them. I think it'll be – I'll say eight or ten points. Gonzaga's not a tournament team even this
0: year. I mean, I don't – I don't feel – I don't feel like this Gonzaga team is anywhere near what we have seen the last four or five years Absolutely, from Gonzaga, not Good. even close. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't feel like they are. Um, my question to you is this, when it comes to the Zags here. With no, if they continue down the road that they are on, they lost to St. Mary's last weekend. If they lose this weekend to Kentucky, they will get St. Mary's again later in the year. Yeah. But, you know, their chances of having quad one wins are getting pretty slim. They're going to struggle to make the tournament. So we talked a lot about what I'm asking.
2: Yeah. Like we talked a lot about metrics and stuff like that. They're 25th in the net, but they don't have a quadrant one win. Like you all said, like that's awful. Um, They have the last two games of the year are at San Francisco and at St. Mary's. They combine that with the at Kentucky game. Those are their three quadrant one games left. They need two out of the three. I think the Kentucky game, if they don't win tomorrow, I would put them at less than a 30% chance at making the tournament. Without the automatic qualifier, of course.
0: But you know, that's so strange to even say. Yeah, I think it's hard to stomach, even. I mean. So we're just out of curiosity, where do you have them in the seed line right now, Gonzaga? They're seventh out mainly because of their
2: predictive metrics. And you once seven? you get out, yes. So once okay. you get to that like sixth outline, it gets really ugly, and there's not a lot of teams that are even close to the bracket.
1: They're just they're just not a really good team. They can,
0: I mean, yeah. yeah, but again, again, Hunter, I gotta ask you. They're twenty fifth in the net rankings. That goes against all logic when when you say net rankings. So net, two points here. A, I
2: want to say we've talked about the AP poll a couple times. Teams being ranked, the AP poll doesn't yeah. play into bracketology at all. I just want to make that like clear. It's a great tool for most teams to get publicity right. and that kind of thing, but it doesn't play in. And then the net rankings. They are a sorting tool. They are used to sort teams into quadrants. They're not a, this is the 25th team in the country. This is a, oh, it's a quadrant one. No, but the top 30 usually make the tournament. Usually. Usually, but there's, we always have a first. Every year you can go into the bracket and find a first. Like we left a team out that was close to our normal numbers or whatever. You can find a team every year. Gonzaga this year is that team, unless they get the AQ or start winning some games.
0: Right. I mean, I agree with you. that's the reason why I wanted to ask you about them here at the end, because yeah. I feel like they're in danger of not making the tournament, which doesn't even I mean it kind of blows your mind. Like yeah, I, it's I don't hard to know. It's hard. It took me,
2: yeah. It took me a it's while to really know. understand it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but Again tomorrow, this is a perfect opportunity for Mark Few and the Zags to come to Rupp and to play out of their mind yeah. and maybe get a win. Uh, you know, so um, like you said, they had San Francisco, and I know they play St. Mary's one more time
1: for and, and the add end of the year, point, I think too, both these teams are going to play desperate too because you know, hey, Kentucky's lost back-to-back home games. Um the you know Gonzaga has not been really playing well yeah they they won the other night but they're beating up on horrible competition like yeah. or yeah. they haven't really played anybody up to par since what non conference like they really haven't played a lot of great teams um yeah. San Franciscos fair decent but they're they're not in the top leagues like SEC Twitter has been okay
0: out there but I don't know I don't know what their metrics are. They're probably way down the list. Santa Clara is
2: Yeah, they're pretty far down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I figured they was. I, I mean I, I I to be honest with you, I haven't looked past like 80 or something. You yeah. know. <laughs> Santa <laughs> is mean? one Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty okay. far you know I mean? yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean I I I do look at metrics and everything, but I'm going to be honest with you, if you're below 80 I probably don't pay attention to you a whole lot. <laughs> if you're below 80, you're not making the tournament.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's you fair, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's a fair justification.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I really don't pay attention to it a lot. It's not like I look down through there and be like, oh, Louisville's 197 or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> I have
1: no idea. You know don't what I mean? lie. Like, You I look I have at no Louisville. <laughs> well, the biggest thing with the net is like one minute you're – You'll win a big game, and then you'll like drop two or three spots, and it's like, what?
0: I don't love the net. Like I said, if you're below eighty, I don't pay attention. Yeah,
2: what? Louisville's <laughs> one eighty-eight, just for your reference.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Okay, yeah. I was close. You were close. <laughs> I was. I have no idea, to be honest with you. All right, so I, you know, in this game. I've got to go with Kentucky at home. They have to have a bounce back. If they lose tomorrow in Rupp, they they may have to have security guards escort the team outside of Rupp. Cal better do the radio show if they lose. <laughs> That's You're all ready. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, if they lose in Rupp tomorrow, yeah. they, they better have security ready is all I'm saying. Because right. Kentucky fans are going to be – through the roof,
1: losing three in a row at home. If yeah. that happens, I just, I just kind of want to say though, I'm thank I th- I'm thankful that um, Nky got to come on tonight. Um, he's a really fun guy to, to to hang hang out with, talk to, and he does a lot of good stuff on Twitter. Even though our group chat may say otherwise, <laughs> 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 we have a. We have a wild group chat. Let me just tell you, a college basketball group chat. Yeah, it gets, it gets heated. <laughs> Sometimes it gets on the verge of explosion at times. But at the end of the day, we all like each other. We, we, you know, we talk ball every single Saturday. And that, that's all that's important, man. Like, yeah. as long as y'all get along, y'all want to talk ball, I'm down for it. I love talking ball. Like, ball is my – and, and, and you know, I, I told – Hunter, I told you.
0: I told you last year, you can come back anytime. We love having you
1: on the show. Um, you
0: well, know, that's like that I time get on of people. Year. I, yeah.
1: I get on people all the time about being a casual. You know, if you're really going to watch college ball, you need to watch the whole year. I get that some just like it for March Madness and conference tournaments. But when you don't watch the regular season, like right now, San Diego State, Nevada's in overtime. Yeah. If, when you miss these kind of games – you don't you don't see the real effort that gets put into to get. Fau to
0: March. Fau and and UAB went to overtime last yeah, night. The game was um, Arizona Arizona and Utah last night went to three overtimes
1: and that game yeah. was
0: amazing. I loved yeah. it.
1: We actually had yeah. your buddy coming on next Friday night.
0: I heard you'll have fun with the, him. He's great. He
1: three bracketology. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Hunter, yeah. I appreciate you being with us. Um, this is NKY Bracketology. Um, so is that your website as well?
2: Yeah. So that's my website. Um, you can find me at bracket NKY on Twitter. Um, it's the NKY Bracketology podcast on Apple and Spotify. So make sure to give us a listen or a follow. We appreciate everybody and, uh, hopefully we'll be back on here soon.
0: All right, Hunter. We appreciate it. Um, I, just want to say how much we appreciate you being with us. It's that time of year. Um, I love talking bracketology when it gets to February. That's my favorite yeah. time of year to actually talk about bracketology. Um, I know that it's got to where it's done year round. There'll be bra- <laughs> they'll be you know, bracketology done after the tournament for next year, just as soon as yeah. it's over with and everything. Here's the thing. And I'm that gonna be honest me. with you.
1: I don't it kills me that a it. whole lot. I don't blame you. Right after the national championship, there's always a bracket that comes out. Like we just we just declared a yeah. champion. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's okay. what I'm
2: I do not put out one yeah. until I put mine out on Halloween every year. Um, for that reason, I don't well, like because it. because the thing
1: about it is all Same. the rosters mm-hmm. are, are moving. Yes. People are moving out of rosters, going to NBA. Like you don't yeah, know what that roster is going to be like. You Absolutely. Know,
0: even the- to me, to me, even even in November, to me, for me, just just me personally, I'm just not a big bracket guy. I'm, I do blame you. I love it, and in, in in about mid January on, you know, that's when because I feel like mid to twentieth of January on, that's when you start hitting the meat of conference tournament, you know, conference play.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and you know what I mean? So I just feel like that's when it's really important and really yeah. important to talk about. I love talking about it for the next, we still got about five weeks, five weeks something yep. like that before, yep. before selection Sunday. Um, yeah. So if we can get you back on in, in two or three weeks or something like that, we would do that as well. So but uh, we you. appreciate you being with us. Our show this week on Sunday, we will not have our weekend wrap-up show. Just want to let our viewers know that I will be in Lexington at Rupp Arena covering the women's Kentucky Wildcats. Um, they, they play um, Sunday evening, and I will be there covering them. So we will not be doing our weekend wrap-up show We will have a a wrap-up show and a big fuss combo show on Tuesday, February 13th at 8 o'clock Central Time. Nine Valentine's Day, man. (laughs) Valentine's Day coming up, bro. Yep. (laughs) It'll be the day, it'll be the day before. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: That'll be our next show, and we'll kind of do a combo show um and talk about all the stuff, these games that we just talked about over the weekend. And The polls come out. The new polls. you love Tennessee
1: and how much you love the Vols that day. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) We know it. Yeah. All right, guys. I appreciate you being on with us. And we will see you guys next Tuesday, the 13th. Y'all have a good night. Bye, guys.